So, we're up to Daf Chavches Amid Aleph. Just to review, there was a machloekis between Rav Yechonon and Rav. But let's focus on Rav Yechonon and Shita. Rav Yechonon and Shita is if you have these two sisters that fall to two brothers. So we said that because of Zika, neither brother can marry her because they're kind of engaged to both. Forget about if one is an erva, but just the premise. Then the Gemara said, what if one of them dies? So do we say, now she's eligible. So Rav Yechonon's opinion is, it depends who dies. If the first one who fell, meaning, let's say you have these two sisters, they didn't fall at the same time. So first you have Rachel falls to Yivam. Technically, she's eligible to both. Or she's fine. You can marry Rachel. A day later, Leah is now eligible for Yivam. Now the problem is you can't marry because now you're engaged to both. So Rachel was eligible. There was one day where Rachel was an eligible wife, and then Leah came in and kind of ruined it. So if Leah dies, then Rachel, who was eligible for one day, is now re-eligible. You can marry her. But if Rachel dies, because Leah was never eligible at any point, Leah is out. That's Rav Yechonon's opinion. So the Gemara has the Kasha. So according to Rav Yechonon, basically, there is a way where you could marry one of the sisters, which is you got to get rid of them. <laughs> you got to get rid of the second one. That's how you do it. Like if you want to marry one of the sisters... The way to do is got to get rid of the second one. Because the first one fell, is eligible, then the second one came and ruined it. Get rid of the second one, that w- the first one is re-eligible. So how do you do that? So the Gemara says, well, if the second one dies. So now the Gemara says, well, there's another much easier option, which is do chalitza. So the Gemara has the kasha, which is our Mishnah said that if two brothers fall, the two sisters fall to two brothers, both do chalitza because none of them could do yibam. The Gemara says, why? Let one brother do chalitza on the second one, rendering the first one eligible again, and let the other brother do yibam on the first Right? Basically, according to Rav Yechon, as long as you get rid of the second one, the first one you could do Yivum. So you could either have the second one murdered, or dead, whatever, or just do Chalitza. So the, the Kasha on Rav Yechonon was, why is our Mishnah, why does our Mishnah not work with you? According to our Mishnah, you have to do Chalitza to both. Why? Let the second one do Chalitza with the second sister, rendering the first one eligible, and then the, and let the, one of the brothers marry the first one, do Yivum on the first one. So what are Rav Yechonon's response to that was? Rav Yechonon's response was, our Mishnah is not an accurate Mishnah. I don't know who taught our Mishnah. Meaning, our Mishnah is a Shvacha Mishnah. So the Gemara wants to go further with this. That was Rav Yechon's response, which is not a great answer, obviously. You don't just like to say that Mishnayis are inaccurate. The Gemara wants to know, why was he forced to do that? So the Gemara says, top line, The Gemara says, maybe, why didn't Rav Yechon say like this? Again, we're trying to figure out why Rav Yechon felt our Mishnah is just not workable. The Gemara says, why couldn't he say that really our Mishnah works with him? I said, why do you have to do Chalitza? Why can't you do Yibam if the second one, if you do Chalitza to the second sister, you should be able to do Yibam to the first? He says, maybe it's a Gezeira. Right? You have these two women. Could you do Yibam with one of them? It depends. If you do Chalitza to the second, then you can do Yibam to the first. If you do Chalitza to the first, you can't do Yibam to the second. It really depends on the order, according to Rav It's very specific. Right? According to Rav the, the first one has to become eligible again. So maybe, so the Gemara says, why doesn't Rav Yochanan say that his Mishnah works with him? I said, why can't you do Yibam? But it's a Gezeira, we're afraid. It's not a good idea. Right? You go to the rabbi and you say, can I do Yibam? He'll say, well, it depends. It depends which one you do Chalitza. Forget it. Maybe, why can't Rav Yechonon say that the Mishnah works with him, as opposed to saying it's an accurate Mishnah? And just to say that the Mishnah is concerned that we don't allow you to do Yibam because we're afraid. What if you do Chalitza to the wrong one? According to Rav you can only do Yibam if you do Chalitza to the second sister, not to the first sister. It's not, not a good idea. So maybe the Mishnah just means it's not a good idea. So the Gemara says, no, it can't be. Loi miskatani. The Mishnah says there is no Yibam. Not a Gzeira, not we're afraid. It's loi misyabemis. There is no Yibam. 
So our Mishnah, therefore, he felt was inaccurate. The Gemara says, go further. The Gemara says, perhaps our Vyechon and Shitz is actually completely unrelated to what we've been talking about. Our Mishnah says, our, our Mishnah, I mean, Rav Yechon and Shita is based on the notion right, that there's the two brothers fall to the two sisters. You can't marry either one. Why? Because of Zika. Because you're engaged to both. Until one of them dies. Blah, blah, blah. Maybe our Mishnah is not working under the premise of Zika. Maybe our Mishnah is working under the premise that Zika is not a thing. And the reason why you can't do Yibam, as we've said before, if you don't believe in Zika, then the issue with Yibam is we're afraid that if you do Yibam to one, Right? If you don't believe in Zika, then really the two brothers can just do Yibam to the two sisters. But we're afraid you'll do Yibam to one, your brother's going to die, and then you've officially made the sister potter from mitzvah, chalitza, and Yibam, and she's potter from a mitzvah. So maybe our Mishnah has nothing to do with Rav and Shita. Maybe our Mishnah is going with the opinion of no Zika. Meaning, Rav is working under the premise of... Meaning, Rav Yechonon Shita is based on the premise of Zika. No, that's a, maybe our Mishnah is working under the premise of no Zika and we're concerns of death. So the Gemara says the problem is um, Rav Yechonon is not worried about death. Therefore, Rav Yechonon can't work with that approach. Okay, so further. Again, this is just nitty-gritty of trying to figure out why Rav Yechonon, again, Rav Yechonon Shita is that as long as you get rid of the second sister, the first sister is eligible again. She's re-eligible. So the question was, why in our Mishnah do you just say no yibum? You should say you should say chalitza to the second, then you do yibum on the first. So he said, well, our Mishnah is a shver Mishnah. Erase the Mishnah. So the Gemara says, lemele Ravalazar. He maybe our Mishnah is really just authored by Ravalazar. Da'amar kibun sha'amdol of sha'achas be'isir nesar valilamis. Ravalazar Shita is that once a woman becomes Aser even for an hour, she's Aser forever. There's no such thing as re-eligibility. Meaning, Rav Yechonon's whole shita that a woman can become re-eligible is not according to Rav Eliezer. He was working with the Tanakama. So he said, oh, you're not like our Mishnah. Why doesn't he just say our Mishnah is not authored by a different Tana? Meaning, Rav Yechonon believes that re-eligibility is a thing. I, the Mishnah, says not like that. So instead of saying the Mishnah is a Shver Mishnah, he said the Mishnah is going with Rav Eliezer. I don't go with Rav Eliezer. The problem is... If you look at the Mishnah, it says three lines in, Revelyezer Oimer. That's how you could tell that our Mishnah is not authored by Revelyezer. Meaning, we wanted to know maybe our Mishnah is authored by Revelyezer. The problem is three lines into the Mishnah, it says Revelyezer Oimer, which implies that Revelyezer is not the author of our Mishnah. If Revelyezer was the author of a Mishnah, you wouldn't have to say halfway through the Mishnah, Revelyezer Oimer. So the Gemara says it can't be Revelyezer. Mid the Sefer Revliyezer, Rachel Av because three lines into the Mishnah it says Revliyezer's opinion, which means the beginning three lines are not Revliyezer's opinion. Okay? The Gemara says, okay, I have one more Kasha. Rav Yechonon's whole Shita is based on the premise of you have one sister becomes eligible, then the second sister becomes eligible. So there was a moment of time where the first woman was alone, Yavama, right? If a woman whose husband dies, she's eligible to the two brothers. The problem is only when the second sister becomes available. Then she's engaged to both. What if they both died at the same time? Meaning, if they died at the same time, then it's a problem. Meaning, Rav Yechonen's whole shita is based on the presumption that one sister was eligible, then the second sister, meaning they didn't die at the same time. So we said to Rav Yechonen, you're not like our Mishnah. So he said, ah, the Mishnah is a shver Mishnah. Why not just say the Mishnah is talking about a case where they died at the same time? Meaning, Rav Yechonen's shita is when they died staggered. If they died at the same time, Rav Yechonen would agree it's a problem. Because there was never a point of eligibility. Rav Yechonen's whole shita is that when you have one sister who's eligible, then she becomes ineligible, but eligible again, it's good. So, talking about the husband. 
The, oh, so if the two husbands died, so why don't you say that the two husbands died? Yeah, at the same time. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Meaning, so the question is, why does Rabbi Yechon have to say that the Mishnah is a Shver Mishnah? Just say that the two husbands died at the same time. If they died at the same time, then there was never a point of eligibility. Rabbi Yechon is is only when one is eligible first. So the Gemara says, doesn't believe like Rabbi Meaning, the concept that two people can die at the exact same moment, literally, like the same, like that, that's very far-fetched. The only one who believes that is Rav Yosei Our Mishnah does not follow that. It's, it's schwer to say that our Mishnah follows Rav Yosei Meaning, we ask the question, which is, why doesn't Rav Yosei say that the two brothers died at the exact same moment? The answer is, he feels that that's very unlikely. Even if there's a car accident that they both don't survive, the likelihood that their souls left them at the exact same moment is very, uh, it's unlikely. We don't know the time. We just don't know. Oh, so then the Gemara is going to get to that your point in a second. So the Gemara says, therefore, it's, it can't be that they both died at the same time because the only Shita who holds that that's a, a, a realistic possibility is Rabbi Yosei Aglili, and we, we'd rather not make a Mishnah author by Rabbi Yosei because it's, it's such a, um, out, not outlandish, but it's, it's not the Pashup shot. So the Gemara says, okay, why don't we just say like this? This is what Yudha said. Again, Rav Yochanan felt that if his one is eligible, then becomes ineligible, then eligible again, you're good to go. So we asked the question, why in our mission does it say that if the two sisters fall to two brothers, you can't do Yibam, why not just do Chalitza to the second one, making the first woman who was eligible, eligible again, and do Yibam to the first? So Rav Yochanan said, I'm not like our mission. The mission is, I don't know who offered the mission. The Gemara says, why don't you just say the mission is a case where you don't know who died first? I mean, Rav Yechonon is talking about a case where you know who died first. You know that she's eligible, you know she's not eligible, you know who died first. Maybe our mission is talking about a case where you don't know who died first. Meaning, it's like the case of the car accident. There was a car accident, none, neither survived. I don't know who died first. I know they didn't die at the same time, because that's uh, uh, unrealistic. I don't know who died first. Meaning, why doesn't Rav Yechonon just say, I'm talking about a case where I know who died first. The mission is talking about a case where you don't. Easy. Instead of saying the Mishnah Shver, just say, we're talking about two different cases. The Gemara says, no. The reason why he doesn't want to say the Mishnah is talking about a case where you don't know who died first. What does the Mishnah say? You have the two brothers, married the two sisters, right? The two, bro- the two sisters fall to the two brothers. What are they supposed to do? Chalitza, yeah? What happens, says the Mishnah, if they did Yibam against Halacha? Yitziyu, they have to get divorced. If you don't know which one died first, meaning one of them is eligible to you, you just don't know which one, there's no way you'd have to divorce them. Meaning, Rav Yechonon Shita is that as long as one of them was eligible, then ineligible, then eligible again, you can marry them. So he said, oh, you're not like our Mishnah. So you could just say the Mishnah disagrees with them. He says, so says, why don't you say that the Mishnah is a cosmetic case where you don't know who died first? I'll tell you why. If you don't know who died first, but really one of them was eligible, ineligible, and eligible again, you just don't know which one, you wouldn't have to get divorced. Because you go to each person, you'd be like, you have to get divorced. You'd be like, well, why? I've married the eligible, ineligible, eligible one. And then you go to the same thing and the same brother. Meaning when one of them is 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 bidiyavid, like under certain circumstances, like a mitzvah, you don't, yeah, you're not going to have to get divorced. So therefore it must be that our mission is just disagreeing with Rabbi Yechonah. 
Okay. And Hainu to Kamerle Achayis and the Mishanon. And that's why Rav Yechon was forced to say, I don't know who authored our Mishnah. Meaning, there was no way to make it work. Okay. Fine. Weiter. Two dots. Tanan. One more of this little Rav Yochanan thing. Again, Rav Yochanan shita is that if one of them is eligible, then becomes ineligible, then eligible again, you could do Yivam. What did the Mishnah say? The Mishnah said, you have two sisters falling to two brothers. The problem is they're engaged to both. You can't marry. And none of them can do Yivam because each one is engaged to two sisters. But if one of them is also in Erva, okay? So you have the two sisters falling to the two brothers. But one sister is also one of the brothers' mother-in-law. So she's, so they're never engaged. So he can marry the other one because he was never engaged to two sisters. He was only engaged to one. Well, let's think about this case. You have the two brothers, right? The first one that, become, that falls to Yibam is one of the brothers' mother-in-law. Right? So you have Reuben and Shimon and you have this woman who's Reuben's uh, she's a sister, she's a sister-in-law, and she's also Reuven's mother-in-law. Can Reuven marry her? No. Can Shimon marry her? Yeah, for sure, right? Because she's just eligible to him, because she's the mother-in-law. Then what does the Mishnah say? Then the other sister becomes available, so now Shimon can't do Yibam with either, right? Because he's engaged to both. So the Gemara says, if that's the case, and you follow Rav Yochanan's premise, that eligible ineligible, eligible again is good. So in this situation where you have the mother-in-law falling first, so the, so she's eligible to Shimon. Again, you have the two sisters, but the first one falls is the mother-in-law. You have Reuben and Shimon. One of them falls to Yibam, and she's Reuben's mother-in-law. So Reuben's out. Reuben can't marry her. Reuben's out. But she's good with Shimon. right? Shimon's good with her because she's the only one that she can marry is Shimon. A day later, other brother dies. So now Shimon's like, ah, I can't do even with either. I'm engaged to both. The both sisters, I'm engaged to both. Why doesn't Ruvain just do Chalitza to the second one, taking her out of the picture, making Shimon eligible to the first one? She was eligible to Shimon, then became ineligible. Make her eligible again. Why does the Mishnah say that Shimon can't do even with either? Just if Rav Yochanan's right, there was a moment in time where Shimon and the mother-in-law were eligible. Then she became ineligible. So just get rid of the second one. Let the other brother do Chalitza to the second, rendering the first one eligible again. It's one of those things where if you look at a paper, you're like, okay, I kind of, I sort of get it. So the Gemara says, so why does the Mishnah say, according to Rabbi Yechanan, again, it's like the same Kashmir, we've already said, Rabbi Yechanan's already said he doesn't know who authored our Mishnah, but the Gemara is going further. Why does Rabbi Yechanan, according to Rabbi Yechanan, why is it that you can't do, you, you, the, the second brother, Shimon, has to do Chalitza by both, he can't do even with either, why? Let the other brother do Chalitza to the second one, rendering the mother-in-law eligible to Shimon, she was eligible, ineligible, eligible again, you should be able to do Yibam. The answer is, the case is where the mother-in-law didn't fall first. Meaning, the one who fell first was the other sister. So then she was, then he was engaged, to, then she was eligible to both. Then the sister-in-law, then the mother-in-law fell in, kind of ruined it. So even if, and, and the other one can't do chalitza to the mother-in-law, so the, the, the case is the reverse. Basically, it would only work if the mother-in-law fell first. The answer is, the mother-in-law didn't fall first. Okay. From here to the end of the Amid is a lot easier. And then it gets hard again. But we'll figure it out. It says the Gemara, 
Gemara goes like this. Um, with these two brothers that marry, with the two sisters that are falling to the two brothers, so we said you're supposed to do chalitza. You're not supposed to do yivam. If you did yivam, you have to get divorced. Because you weren't supposed to do this. Then Rav Liezer said, it's a machlokas actually between Bishama and Beshila whether you have to get divorced. Okay. Says the Gemara, Tani Rav Liezer, Beshamai says, you could stay married. Beshila says, you have to get divorced. That's Rav Liezer's version. Rav Shimon just says, you could stay married. It's interesting because he's not. Who is he quoting? Is he quoting Bishama? Is he quoting Basil? Rav Shimon just says Yekayma. You could stay married. Okay. So you have Rav Eliezer says the Machlekes Bishama Basil. Rav Shimon says stay married. We'll see what he means in a moment. Abishol Oimer Kal Hayilahem LeBasil BeDavrezesh Shabisama Yemitziu Basil Yemikayma. Abishol reverses it. Normally, um, who's the one who's um, who's strict? It's Bishama. In this ver- the first version, Rav Liezer's version is Beishamai says you could stay married. Rav Beisil says get divorced. So Abishol says no, reverse it. Beishamai says get divorced. Beisil says get married. So you have Rav Liezer's version of Beisham Beisil. You have the opposite version of Beisham Beisil through Abishol, and then you have Rav Shimon just says stay married. So the question is, well, what is Rav Shimon doing? Like everyone's quoting Beishamai Beisil. He has one version. He has a second version. Then Rav Shimon just comes in. He's like stay married. Who is Rav Shimon quoting? The Gemara wants to know. Rav Shimon Kaman, he gave Shammai Han Rav Liazzi, he gave Shil Hainu Abishol. What is Rav Shimon adding? The answer is, what Rav Shimon is saying when he says stay married is that it's not a machloikas, meaning everyone is assuming it's a machloikas, Beishamai, Beishilo, whether you have to get divorced or stay married. To that, Rav Shimon says there's no machloikas. Everyone agrees you could stay married. Okay. Vaiser. The Gemara then continues. Okay. So from here, for the next little bit, okay, so the Mishnah said, if you have two brothers falling to two sisters, it's a problem because you're engaged to both, unless one of the sisters is an erva to one of the brothers. So if one of the sisters is an erva to one of the brothers, then he can marry the other sister. Why? You have two sisters, yeah? Falling, let's say, to one brother. Forget it, easy case. Two sisters falling to one brother. He can't do Yibam because he's, he's engaged to two sisters. Not, not okay. What if one of the sisters is his mother-in-law? So he's not engaged to her. She's, uh, off, the, she's off the radar. So he could do Yibam on the other one. Then the Mishnah said the same thing could be even with both brothers. One brother is an Ever to one. The other brother is an Ever to the other. This one could do Yibam to that. That one could do Yibam to this. The, the Gemara is asking basically the following question. This is Daf Chav Chavav, where this Mishnah took place. Daf Chavav. On Daf Chav, on Daf Chav, I don't have it, this, this, this one starts Chavav. On Daf Chav, it literally says the exact same thing in a Mishnah. These Mishnahs are repeated. So the question is why? That's it. The Gemara says, What do I need this for? It's already taught once. So the Gemara says, you want to know why it's needed to repeat itself? The first case of the Mishnah in Daf Chav, the Gemara says, is, Rashi says, Hasam, who the leka el achad, the leka lemigzer midi, Okay, the case of the Mishnah and Davchav and our Mishnah are not talking about exactly the same case. This, this is the case. You have two brothers, two sisters falling to one brother. 
Tafchav. Two sisters falling to one brother. He's engaged to both. What if one of them is his mother-in-law? So the Mishnah says, let him marry the other one. That's what that Mishnah is talking about. Okay? So it's just one brother. Over here, it's where it's two brothers with two sisters. One of them is an erva to one of the brothers. So he could do even with the other one. So it's the exact same situation, but instead of one brother, it's two brothers. The reason why you need both is because if only you had one brother, it's kind of better and it's kind of worse. Why? In the case where you only have one brother marrying one of the sisters, optically, it's terrible. Right? It's a terrible optic because it kind of looks like you're just marrying, you're allowed to marry one of the sisters. Our Mishnah, where it's two brothers, it's a little bit better because only one of them is marrying, the other one is just doing chalitza. So it's clear that you're not allowed to just marry a sister. On the other hand, our case is kind of worse because in our case, you have the two brothers. One can do yibam, the other one cannot. You could argue that allowing one of the brothers to do yibam when the other brother cannot is a bad idea because what's to stop him from saying, well, my brother did yibam, so I could also marry a sister, not realizing he's allowed to marry a sister because one of the sisters is his mother-in-law, so he was never engaged to her. The reason why you need both cases is because the mission of Chav is where there's only one brother. Over here, there's two. By definition... Because there's differences, we need it to be repeated. Okay, fine. Vaiter. Iser mitzvah. Hanami tanina. Go to the next page. Iser mitzvah is a kedusha. Again, then the Mishnah said, in the case where the two brothers, with the two sisters, where it, it's just tricky because it's like it's all built on this complicated case, and then it's all just like cherries on top of it. The two brothers with the two sisters, again, you're engaged to both, so none of them can do even, unless one of them is an erva. So one of them is his mother-in-law. So because one of them is mother-in-law, he's never engaged to her, so he could have married the other one. But says the Mishnah, if one of them is, let's say, not a mother-in-law, let's say one of them is a rabbinic erva. So the halacha is, he can't do yibam. Why? Because he's biblically engaged to both. So the Gemara says, that's the Chiddush. I mean, the question is, why do you have, again, this Mishnah is repeated. So what's the Chiddush? The Chiddush is that in a situation where two of the sisters, one of them is a rabbinic erva, we don't say, oh, because she's rabbinically an erva to me, you're not engaged to her. You could do yivam to the other one. No, you're considered biblically connected to both. Because you're biblically connected to both, you can't do yivam. So the Gemara says... You might think you might think that because you're rabbinically forbidden to one of the sisters, it should be treated like a mother-in-law, meaning when one of the sisters is the mother-in-law, you're not engaged to her, so you could do even to the other sister. So you might think that the same thing would apply to a rabbinic erva. Kamash Malon, no. So the Gemara says, is that a real chiddush? Is that really necessary to tell me? You're biblically engaged to both. Ah, you're rabbinically in erva. So the Chiddush of the Mishnah is that although you're rabbinically in erva, you're still bound to her, you can't do yivam to the other one. So I says, do I need that? Isn't that Pashat? It's just rabbinic. From a deraisa level, he has these two sisters in front of him, he can marry both. On a biblical level. So he's engaged to both, so he can't do yivam. The Gemara says, oh, yeah, but he's rabbinically also to one of them. So? You need the chiddush that to tell me that 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 I mean the chiddush is that rabbinically forbidden means nothing. Do I really need that to tell me that? Of course, rabbinic forbidden is nothing on a biblical level. The biblical scan says that you're engaged to both. The Gemara says, You might think that because Chazal wants you to do yibum and there's a rabbinic erva, 
put it together that you have the rabbinic erva and there's a mitzvah to do yibam. So you might think Chazal were strong enough when they're rabbinic erva to like cancel the biblical engagement. Kamash will no. Because it's only rabbinic, you're engaged to both biblically and therefore you're not allowed to do yibam. So rabbinic erva is stronger than rabbinic zika. We've been dismissing rabbinic yeah. zika all the way through, but over here we're I guess so. Yeah. Totally I guess so. That's interesting. That's a good point. Um, okay, a little bit further in this. The Gemara says the next thing. Then the Mishnah said, okay, this is the, the Mishnah, the evolution of the Mishnah is, you have the two brothers, two sisters, again, they're engaged, you can't do Yibam. If one of them is an erva to Ruvain, then Ruvain can do Yibam with the other one. Shimon still us to both. What if one of them is an erva to Ruvain and one of them is an erva to Shimon? So Ruvain can marry the other one. So both are, neither are engaged to both. I'm one brother and just engaged to one sister because the other one's my mother-in-law. The other brother is only engaged to one sister because the other one is his mother-in-law, whatever the case is, the craziness, whatever. So that's what the Mishnah said. Why do you have to tell me that? Couldn't I figure that out? Meaning once I know that as long as one of them is an erva, you could do him to the other one, then the Mishnah says, ah, oh, if one of them is an erva to one and one is an erva to the other, crisscross. Okay, well, it's pretty partial. Like, what do you need to, like, what do you need that for? Hainu hach. So the Gemara says, Mali Khan Mali Trey. Why should it matter whether you have one brother that's it's an ever to one sister, two brothers, one each and ever to the other? What do you need it for? Tsuicha. Yashmina Hasam Shum de Kashani de Kamucha, Abahaka de Lakashani de Kamucha, Emaloi, Vyashmina Hoka, Adarabat Ravai, Muchiadod, the Abba Idochloi, Tsuicha. You want to know what the Kiddish is? In the case where you have two brothers marrying to, with the two sisters, and one is an ever to one. So what happens? Let's just speak this out. You have Reuben and Shimon. Rachel Leah, yeah? Two sisters, two brothers. Each one are engaged to both, you can't do Yibam. Reuben and Shimon both have a What if one of them, Rachel, is Reuven's mother-in-law? So then Reuven can do Yibam to Leah. Shimon is still out by both. So you'll have Reuven doing Yibam and Shimon sitting there, doing Chalitza, yeah? Then the Chiddush of the Mishnah is, what if Rachel is Reuven's mother-in-law and Leah is Shimon's mother-in-law? So Reuven does Yibam with Leah, Shimon does Reuven with Rachel. You want to know why that's a chiddush? Because in the case where each one is marrying, due to a technicality, it's a really bad optic. It kind of looks like two brothers marrying two sisters. It really does. Because a lot of people may not know that Rachel is really Ruvain's mother-in-law, so there was no Zika. And Shimon's really Leah's son-in-law. Like, you could see why that's a chiddush, because people are just going to see, they're going to hear, yeah, Reuven and Shimon, they did Yibam on two sisters. Well, I guess that's a lot. That's it. That's what people are going to do. The Chiddush of the Mishnah is that, no, we're not concerned about that. But that, that's, that's the Chiddush of the Mishnah. Meaning, if there's just one brother that's in Erva, and the other brother is just doing Chalitza, so we're like, oh, I guess that was a technicality. But over here, you just see two brothers doing even two sisters. So people are supposed to figure out. It's a Chiddush. I don't want to sound like an Apicurus, but it always seems like we're cherry-picking for optics or not. Correct. I, I, when we do optics or not, I have no idea. Sometimes it's just, we do it, sometimes we don't. I, I, you're right. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, fair, it's a fair point. Get out of free jail it's you a know, fair like, point. I'm not going to lie. It's a fair point. Okay, so this next part of the Gemara I'm going to do fairly quickly because not only is it crazy complicated, but it's also the, the Gemara, it's repeated from Daftesimid Bays, and that is, it has to do with the whole charts, which I'm going to do it fairly quickly. Um, okay, l- l- let's r- run through. The Gemara says... Um, First of all, one more Gemara and then the chart Gemara, and then I'll talk it. 
The Gemara says, Zui lemute mai, lemute iser mitzvah If two brothers with the two sisters, each one is a mother-in-law, right? So each one does yibam with the other one. What if each one is only rabbinically forbidden? Meaning, what if Rachel is Ruvain's rabbinic erva and Shimon is Leah's rabbinic erva? So do we say that because it's rabbinic, we've already had this. So we've already said before, rabbinic doesn't mean anything. You're still engaged. So the Gemara says, What do you need this for? Again, I already know that a rabbinic erva is nothing. So why? Now there's a chiddush. They're both rabbinically forbidden to each other by an erva. Okay, it's the same. The Gemara says, the same. You might think, the Gemara says, you might think that because maybe we only don't treat, we only look at rabbinic ervas as not very strong when we're afraid that someone's going to do yibam in the wrong situation. But over here, we have two brothers where each one can do yibam on the other one. You might think that we should actually treat rabbinic ervas as biblical ervas. Meaning in the first case, where only one has a rabbinic erva, maybe Chazal are like, nah, nah, it's not strong enough. Why? Because we're afraid that if you allow one brother to do Yibam, the other brother is also going to do Yibam and it's going to be bad. But over here, where they both have a rabbinic erva, you might think that that should be enough to cancel a Kamash blood. Okay, now, fairly quickly to the Mishnah. Okay, what we've talked about, and this is on your own time, you may go ahead and play around with all the charts that you'd like. The two brothers with the two sisters. Right? Two brothers can't marry the two sisters because he's engaged to both. But we said, what if one of them is an erva? Okay? So one of the sisters is also a mother-in-law. The Gemara basically, is not going to go through all in detail, but the Gemara basically says, if you're smart enough and you have charts, and Art Scroll does it on 9b, Art Scroll has charts for every single case, you can go through every single erva in our Mishnah and make it work. Meaning you have to try to figure out how one of these sisters is also one of the brothers' mother-in-law, daughter-in-law, aunt, all the ervas. I mean, the 15 ervas in the Mishnah. No, no, biblical. The 15 biblical ervas. Right? We said, what if one of these sisters, or even both of these sisters, are an erva to one of the brothers? Each case could apply to every one of the 15 ervas in the Mishnah. Now you got to figure out how. I'm not doing that, but it's uh, the art scroll in Daf 9b has charts how it could work. Says the Gemara, Says every case of the Mishnah, every case of the first Mishnah, of all the 15 Arayas, of daughter-in-law, mother-in-law, aunt, sister, maternal sister, paternal sister, all these things could apply in this scenario. I Meaning one of these sisters can be one of the Arabs. That's why if you look back on Rashi, Tessamid Beis, it's a gigantic Rashi, that's what Rashi is doing. He's basically describing every case. That's what Chiyah says. Okay, fine. said, no. It does not apply to all the cases. Why? The case of a daughter, right? You have two sisters falling to the two brothers, and each sister is also one of their daughters. Okay? So you have two, two men have two daughters. Each one marries. Um, each one marries. That, that could be, by the way, you could have two brothers 
marrying their nieces. Easy. No, no, no. They're not just marrying their nieces. Those two daughters are also sisters. How do you have two brothers having daughters that are sisters? Yeah, how do you have two brothers that have the same mother? Basically, the only way it could happen, meaning, in other words, if you go through the whole cases, the case of a daughter, what you need is, you're like, oh, two brothers marrying their nieces. Okay, and then they both die, and then they fall to their, to their parents, their fathers. But, but they're also sisters. Like, okay, that means that w- two brothers married the same woman. No, you can never know, it doesn't work. So if two brothers married the same woman and had daughters from the same woman, so they're sisters, but they're also their daughters, you can't do that. You'll never be allowed to marry right. your, your brother's wife after they have a kid. It's not going to happen. The only case could be rape. Two brothers ma- raped the same woman. Both had daughters. So those daughters are sisters. Then they marry other people. They marry the two brothers. They both die, and then they fall. So the only... I'm sorry? What if he dies? What do you mean? Because you already had the kid. He already had the kid, though. Then there's no Yibum. And also, he's not dead, because... No, also, he's not dead. He has to be alive, because they have to fall to him later in Yibum. They have to be alive. So the point is, the only way it could work is a case of rape. So says Rabbi Yehuda, our Mishnah, we want all the cases to work, where all the 15 cases of our Mishnah work in this, in this uh, algorithm, but it has to be through marriage. So therefore, it's not, it doesn't apply to all 15, because the only way it works by a, by a daughter is through rape. And we, we're looking for marriage. Okay. Abayi says, no, it could work by all the cases. And it works through rape. Listen, Rav Chia just said it works. Does it work? Yeah, it works. The other cases, it works through marriage. This case, it works through marriage. Okay, but it works. Fine. Now, the last case, again, I, I can't, this is the chart. Bekitzer, the, the only other case that it's complicated, very complicated, is Eishas Achshalahei Ba'olam. Eishas Achshalahei Ba'olam, which is that the brothers are born after they did Yibam, then Levi's born, right? You have Reuven and Shimon, and then Reuven dies, then Levi's born. To get this case to work, you have to follow Rav Shimon's view. Rav Shimon believed that Levi can marry Reuven's widow. Right? Remember, we said that everyone is against it except Rav Shimon. Rav Shimon allowed Reuven to marry Levi's widow. Levi to marry Reuven's widow. That was Rav Shimon's take. For it to work, it has to be, if you look at this case, you have the two brothers, you have Shimon and Reuven, they're both married to sisters, and then and you have also Levi and Yehuda, and then Shimon dies, and then Reuven dies, and then Yisachar is born, and then Levi does Yibam, and then, and then Shimon dies, and then Zvulun's born, basically, and then they fall to each other. The only way it works, you just have to trust me, is if you follow Rav Shimon's view, that you could marry one of the sisters if you're born. Yeah, the Gemara says, doesn't work in the case. Why? The algorithm doesn't work. Because it only works according to Shimon, and we want cases that work according to everybody. But says the Gemara, and Safra says, no, it could, work, it could work in all cases. You just have to accept Shimon's view. I'm willing to accept that it works according to Rav Shimon. It doesn't work according to the Rabbana. And what's the case? Reuven, Shimon, is Suin Shtechais. He speaks it out. Reuven and Shimon are married to two sisters. So you have Reuven and Shimon are married to Rachel and Leah. Levi and Yehuda, Nisun Shtechais. And there's also Levi and Yehuda. So you have Reuven and Shimon, Levi and Yehuda. 
Reuben and Shimon married to two sisters. Then, Mace Reuben, Reuben dies. Then Noelid Yisachar. Then Yisachar is born. According to Shimon, Yisachar can marry Reuben's widow. Ve'yibem Levi. Levi does Yibam on Reuben's widow. Then Mace Shimon. Then Shimon dies. And Noelid Zvulun. And then Zvulun's born. <coughs> so instead of four brothers, you still have four brothers, but instead of Reuben, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, it's Levi, Yehuda, Yisachar, Zvulun. Okay. Mesu Levi Yehuda and then Levi and Yehuda die. So these two women fall to Yisachar and Zvulun. So, according to the Rabbanon, Yisachar and Zvulun can't marry either because it's Eishashach Shalayim But according to Shimon, Yisachar can marry Reuven's widow, Zvulun can marry Levi's widow because they were born before after Yibum took place. So it'll be a crisscross pattern. That doesn't. Okay. Fine. The Gemara just, just get to the Mishnah. Two minutes. Uh, two minutes. You have to look in the chart. The Gemara just wants to know why does Yehuda doesn't actually have to do Yibam for this to work? Yehuda can just die without doing Yibam. So the Gemara says Mishum Tzara, I hotinich Tzara 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 make a lememar and kigoyin the hadi yivim teinami God vaasher. The Gemara says if you want it to work with Tzara Tzara, which I'm not going to be able to even pretend to figure out. Right? The whole Mishnah is that you have Tsaras and then you have Tsaras Tsaras. For it to work with Tsaras Tsaras, you have to not have Reuben, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Yisachar, Zvulun. You have to have Reuben, Levi, Yehuda, Shimon, Yehuda, Yisachar, Zvulun, God, Va'asher. They were also born afterwards, and it continues the process. Okay. Let's just do the next Mishnah. We'll end on Ohai. The next Mishnah is easy. Okay. It's, I mean, it's easy, but it's, it's stuff we've been dealing with like a thousand times. You have two brothers, three brothers, yeah? Two brothers marry two sisters, the two brothers die. So what does the third brother do? So we've had this many times. He can't do Yibam because he's engaged to both. So what does he do? And again, he can't just do Yibam for one. He can't do Chalitza one and, and Yibam to the other. He's engaged to both. So, he does Chalitza. We've had this many times. Because the Zika, you're engaged to both, you do Chalitza. Rav Shimon disagrees. Rav Shimon Paita. Rav Shimon believes that when you're engaged to both, you're completely potter from Yibam and Chalitza. Meaning, not just potter from Yibam. He holds that by Zika is enough to say that Erva, potter legamri. Okay. But if one of the sisters who fall to the brother is, he, let's say it's his mother-in-law, we've had this already, then that he's not engaged to her because she's his mother-in-law. He does Yibam on the other one. But if she's only a rabbinic erva, but she, he's biblically bound to both, then he's biblically hazika to both, then he just does chalitza. So we'll end with this. The Gemara says, Tanya, Rav Shimon, Paita B'Shneim, and Chalitza Menayim. Rav Shimon holds that when you're engaged to both sisters, you're Pater Legamri. Meaning, our Tanakama says you have to do Chalitza, he says you're Pater from Chalitza and Yibam. Why? Shenemar, Ishalachos, Leisikach Litzor, Bishoshanasu, Sarasuzu, Loihelakuch, and Afil Bachasben. The Pasa, Ishalachos, Leisikach Litzor. That when you have two sisters that are Tsaras, meaning two sisters that are bound to you, Loisikach. He looks at this as the Pasuk is exempting you Legamri from Yibam and Chalitza. That when the two sisters fall to you, you're completely exempt. That's our Shimon's take. Now let's just get to the end of the daf. Why do I need this entire Mishnah? I already know this. Meaning this entire Mishnah is a repetition. The answer is, The entire Chiddush in the Mishnah is to bring down Rav Shimon's view. You might think, you know what the Chiddush is? The Chiddush is, you have the two brother, two sisters fall to the one brother. See, so he's engaged to both, right? 
So either he just does chalitza according to Rav Shimon, he's potter. What if one of them is an erva? Right? One of them is his mother-in-law. So what do we say? He does even to the other one. That's a chiddush. Why? You might think that Rav Shimon holds. Rav Shimon holds that when the two sisters fall to him, potter, like out, no chalitza, no yibam. So you might think that Rav Shimon puts his foot down, that he treats this like an erva. So if one of them is his mother-in-law, you can't do even to the other one because Rosh Shimon's like, I'm treating this as real Arayas and I don't want anyone to go near this. Kamash Malan, no. The Chiddush is that when one of them is an erva, you're bound to the other, so you could do even to the other one, even according to Rosh Shimon. Woo! My